Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 103, and we're going to read verses 1 through 5. Psalm chapter 103, we'll read verses 1 through 5. And the word of the Lord says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I want to stop there for now, guys. The psalmist here is saying to bless the Lord, O my soul. Your soul consists of your mind, your will, your emotions, your thinker, your chooser, your feeler. (laughs) Your soul consists of your mental capacities. And the psalmist here says that we are to bless the Lord, oh my soul. So he's not waiting for his body or his soul to bless the Lord. He's actually telling. He, he, the spirit, is telling his soul, we will bless the Lord. Doesn't matter how I feel. Doesn't matter if I don't like that song. Doesn't matter if I don't like Sierra. Doesn't matter if you like my shirt or not. We will bless the Lord. You tell the, your spirit, you, the spirit, the real you is telling your soul, I will bless the Lord. I will give the Lord praise. I would give the Lord thanks. I will give the Lord honor. I will bless the Lord. And he says again in verse two, he says it twice, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And so there is a battle that's taking place. That our soul is saying, I'm tired. Uh, I I don't feel good. I don't look good. I might sing too loud and people may think I can't sing. I I might get too loud when I'm saying thank you and I want to be real quiet and reserved. But the psalmist says we are to bless the Lord and we are to overcome any obstacle and overcome any adversity and overcome any pushback from blessing the Lord. Listen, I can't tell you how much my soul does not want to bless the Lord. I wake up in the morning to spend time with the Lord and the soul says, get back in the bed. Uh, My body says we're tired, but I get up and say, we will bless the Lord. We will worship the Lord. We will spend time with the Lord. And so your spirit is going to have to tell your soul and your body what it should do. And this is what David, the psalmist is telling us. We will bless the Lord. But then he says, and forget not all his benefits. Somebody say benefits. Now, before we get to benefits, I want to talk to you about forgetting. It's amazing to me how often, Tanel, we forget stuff. Like we forget to turn the dishwasher on. Uh, <laughs> we, we forget to maybe close the garage or, or lock the door, forget to cut the light out. I, I'm talking to my children now in the house about cutting the lights out. And somehow, conveniently, they always seem to forget to cut the lights out. I should start charging them the light bill and they will remember to cut the lights out. But nevertheless, we forget. And then there's more important things that we tend to forget too, right? Like we forget to maybe even pay the light bill. That slipped our mind. Forgot to pay the light bill. Or we even forget our anniversary or we forget our father's birthday or we forget more important things. It's interesting how often It is that we forget. And I looked up some definitions of the word forget. Now listen to this. It means to dismiss from your mind, to draw a blank, to escape your memory, to fail to remember, to let slip from memory, to lose consciousness of, to lose sight of, 
to think no more of or unable to recall. These are all things that happen uh, daily, really, in our life that we just simply forget things. We just let it slip our mind. But the Bible is a book of remembrance. It's amazing to me how often the scriptures tell us to remember. Remember the Sabbath. Remember certain things. Remember, bring back to memory, put back into your mind. Don't forget, don't let it slip away, but put it back into your mind to remember. And so here in Psalms 103, we find out that the Lord is telling us to not forget his benefits. Now, his benefits are his mercies, giving us what uh, we don't deserve. Well, that's grace, giving us what we don't deserve, and mercy, not giving us what we do deserve. That is a benefit. But I want you to see benefits today as in seeing a compensation package. So benefits are a compensation package. If you have a job and you go or you're looking for a job and you go on the interview and they tell you this is what the salary, which is part of your compensation package, but they also tell you here are the other benefits. You get three weeks off for vacation and you get this much sick time and you get this much personal time. And Sierra tells me now they have mental health days. You get this much mental health days and this is your 401k and this is what we're going to match. Side note, if you're working for a company that has a 401k, and they're matching up to 3% or 6%, make sure you're giving at least 3 to 6 Give all of the match. Did you hear what I said? That is free money that they're giving you. Give it all. The company I used to work for used to match 6%, and we gave, we gave at least 6%, because why am I leaving the company's money on the table? Go ahead and take that money. Somebody say amen. amen. They're giving it to you. Go ahead and get it, all right? So get it. Uh, max out your match, okay, whatever that may be. But all of that is a part of the benefits package that you receive. And uh, the Lord is telling us here that he doesn't want us to forget his benefits package. He doesn't want us to forget his compensation package. Actually, he wants us to remember his benefits. And we pick up at Psalms 103 and verse 3. It says, this is what's included in our benefits package. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Come on, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Now, this is the benefits package, and this is what this package covers, and this is what the Lord is telling us to remember, and we're going to break these six down together. Number one, he says, he forgives all your sins. Thank God that he forgives all of your sins, all of your past sins, all of your present sins, and you better believe all of your future sins in Jesus' name. He forgives he forgives them, meaning you don't have to carry around guilt. You don't have to carry shame for mistakes you've made. You don't have to carry condemnation. 
You don't have to carry any of these things because the Lord forgives them. As far as the east is from the west, he no longer remembers them. He's not thinking about your sins. He's not thinking about your iniquities. He's not thinking about your transgressions. They are not on his mind. He's thinking about you and forgiving you and moving on with you. And so if God can forgive you, then you can forgive yourself. Say amen to that. Isaiah 43, 25, Isaiah 43, 25. This is the Lord. He says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. Watch this. And I will not remember your sins. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. He's saying he's not going to remember our sins. So you stop remembering your sins. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, he says, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Glory to God. Somebody say, God does not remember any of my sins. Now notice forgiveness is not dependent upon what you do, but upon what the Lord does for you. Forgiveness is not about what you do. Yes, you've missed the mark. Yes, you make mistakes. But the Lord forgives. And it's by his act of his will, his choice, his desire to forgive you. He forgives you, so you should forgive yourself. He's not remembering any of your sins, so you shouldn't be remembering any of your sins. He's not remembering any of your transgressions, which means willful disobedience so you should not be remembering any of your 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 transgressions he is forgiving them he is releasing them he is saying they are not a part of you your sins are not a part of you did you hear what i said your spirit man is connected with the lord jesus christ and you are one with him glory to god the holy spirit dwells on the inside of you now your body may make mistakes but the real you is free. Glory to God. Amen. And j- just say, I forgive myself. Say that right now. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Say it like you mean it. I forgive myself. I forgive On this Thanksgiving week, in this Thanksgiving week, I want us to be thankful about this benefit package that he forgives all of your sins. Say this out to me. Father, thank you for forgiving all my sins. Father, Anytime you recognize and realize that you are free from the condemnation of your sins, you'll begin to walk in a way that's pleasing unto the Lord. See, one of the reasons why we don't walk in a way that's pleasing unto the Lord is because we're remembering our sins. We're shaming ourselves. And we, 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 uh, we say, well, man, God doesn't like me, doesn't love me. I missed the mark. I made a mistake. And he doesn't want to have anything to do with me. So I'm going to keep sinning. That is a lie from the devil. When you know that the Lord forgives you and that the Lord has released you from the guilt, shame, and condemnation of it, you will begin to walk with him in a way that you never have before. I'm reminded of the man, the paralytic, who his friends carried him on the roof. You remember that? And the friends laid him down to Jesus as Jesus was preaching. And the very first thing Jesus said to him, do y'all remember the very first thing? He says, your sins are forgiven. That's the very first thing he said to him. He didn't say anything to him about his condition. 
He, we don't even know what put him in that condition. He could have been a horrible individual and put him in that condition to be a handicap. Who knows? He might have even deserved to be in that condition because of the way he lived his life. Are you listening to me? But the first thing Jesus said to him was, all your sins are forgiven. That was the power to him to rise up and walk his tail right on out of that house. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your sins being forgiven gives you the confidence to walk boldly with God. Somebody one more time say, thank you, Lord, for forgiving my sins. And the Lord just corrected me. He said, say all my sins. Glory to God. Number two, a part of your benefits package. Number two, what does it cover? He heals all your diseases. Hallelujah. He heals all your diseases. Matthew 4.23. Matthew 4.23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. What kinds of sickness did Jesus heal? What kind of disease did Jesus heal? Is there a disease Jesus did not heal? Are you carrying any disease Jesus cannot heal? No. Matthew 15, verse 30. Matthew 15, verse 30. The New Living Translation says, A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them for before Jesus and he healed them. Somebody shout all. all. Every last one of them. It's a description of who he healed and what kind of various ailments they had and possessed. He healed them all. Jesus is a healer today. He, there is no disease, no sickness that you carry that he cannot heal. Do not let disease in your body get in your heart. Don't let disease that may be in your body get in your heart. No, you are the healed resisting sickness. Amen. Say this, I'm the, I'm the healed. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care uh, if you've been carrying it for a long time. You are healed and you are resisting the sickness. When something tries to jump on my body, I remind myself I'm healed and I'm fighting whatever this is that's jumped on my body. I am not sick. Oh, Lord, touch me. Lord, touch me. That's not the that's not the posture that I have. I am healed. It is his will for me to be healed. He healed them all and all includes me. Does all include you? Then he healed you, too. And so I am healed resisting sickness. So I fight sickness. It comes on me. We don't patty cake it in our house. The Alexander home, it's not patty. Oh, you say, oh, did he, did he? Yeah, we sick. We go, you gonna be sick for the rest of the year. We don't do that. We don't do that. We say, be healed. Now go lay down somewhere. Praise God. Be healed and take this mucinex, okay? And Jesus, ain't nothing wrong with medicine. Are you listening to me? Now, let the Lord lead you where that's concerned. There was one medicine. I tell this story. I'll tell it again. I, I'd gotten real sick in my body. This was 2013, Steve, 2013. I got real sick in my body. I was losing a pound a day. No, I don't know what was going on. Even to this day, I don't know what was going on. I, I had 104 fever every day. Stacy was taking me to the hospital daily. 
And they were like, you know, there's nothing we could really do. So when they told me there was nothing they could really do, uh, I said, well, you know, I know who can do something. Dr. Jesus. Amen. And so I went home and we began, uh, continued to just hit the word strong and Stacey began to speak the word over me. I was really, really weak and I couldn't really speak the word. So we had healing scriptures going. Praise the Lord. If you don't, if you don't know this, our website, I declare, I have a 10 minute declaration of healing over you. Go to our website. You'll find it. It's a healing declaration. I'm speaking. If you're not feeling well, these words are going to cause you to feel better. Praise God. And so, Steve, I was coming, I was preaching, this thing lasted 21 days, and I was preaching, Steve was coming to my house, coming up my steps, picking me up out of my bed, carrying me down the steps, bringing me to church, I would sit down and preach, because I was so weak, I would sit and preach, and then before service over, Steve would carry me back to the car, throw me in the car, and take me back and put me back in the bed. I said, the devil ain't going to stop me from preaching. I didn't shake no hands because I didn't know what was going on, okay? I didn't hug nobody, I didn't know what was going on. And then we had a baby dedication, too. I don't know if y'all remember, y'all might not know this, but I believe we dedicated Nadia that time, too. And and Stacy said, I'll touch all the babies, you don't touch no babies. I said, all right. So I was way back here, in Jesus' name. I, I commit you into the service of the Lord. And we never did any of that because we didn't know what was going on. And I was sick and I was in pain. But the, every time I came and I would fight this thing and I would tell that sickness, I'll fight you forever. If you last every day, I'll fight you every single day of my life. I'll fight and I'll fight and I'll fight. And the Lord spoke a word to me. I was, I was, I was, I had a, a temperature. I was laying in the bed. I couldn't get out of bed. Stacy used to have to push me out of the bed, like literally push me so I kind of fell on the ground. So, and then I could get up. It was, it was, it was crazy. And, and I said, I was, I was in this, I, I was, I had a vision from the Lord. I really did. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, my people don't fight long battles. Teach my people to fight long battles. And that spoke to me. He said, <clears throat> my people want things to happen instantly. Everything has to happen so fast. But there are times that battles will be long. Teach them to fight long battles. And so when I heard the Lord say that, that's when I said, I'll fight this thing forever. And I'll fight it. And I'll fight you will not win. And I'll fight you forever. And um, and I remember Zavin was real little. Zavin was on the keyboard today. Didn't he do a good job? Praise God. Yay. Mr. Kurtzman working with him. But he was on keys today. And I remember Zavin being real little. Actually, I think we dedicated Nadia. I mean, uh, Naomi, not Nadia. And because Zavin was real little. And I remember I couldn't pick Zavin up. I was real weak. I couldn't. He was like real little. And I couldn't pick him up. Like, I I, I didn't have the strength. Now, now you see this right here now. Now, But but back then, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have the strength, you know. To, to pick him up. And, and I remember saying, I'll fight this forever. I'll fight this forever. And I was speaking the word. I am healed. I am healed. I rebuke whatever this, this weakness is on my body. Get off my body in the name of Jesus. You foul spirit, get off me in the name of Jesus. And I would begin to just declare the word of God over my life. And one day I woke up and I was free. I woke up, got out of bed, and I took off running down the house, down the stairs. I ran outside. I ran around the house. I said, I'm free. Hallelujah. Thought y'all be more excited about that, but uh, pastor's free. I thought I'd get a loud shout or something, Kurt. I thought somebody might stand up and clap, but that's all right. And I was free. 
I was free and that thing never came on me again. And I praise God, you are healed. God's will is to heal all diseases. Say this out to me. Father, thank you for healing all disease. All disease. Whatever the doctor says is under the curse and God heals it in Jesus' name. Now, I didn't say ignore what the doctor says. I need to spend some time here. I didn't say ignore. Some people get a bad doctor's report and they ignore it. And they think if I ignore it, then it doesn't exist. And then that thing kills you. I've known too many people die this way. They ignored the report and they died thinking they were in faith when they should have been addressing the report in faith. Ignoring it will kill you. If they give it to you, Go get a second opinion. If it matches up, okay, that seems like that's something going on in my body, right? Now, take God's word and apply it to that situation and watch the word driving on out of you. But you can't ignore it. Don't ignore it. That thing is serious. It's trying to kill you. This is why nowhere in the New Testament do we have Jesus giving anybody sickness, not nowhere. Some people, some people say they'll get on me because I believe we're to be prosperous and I believe we're to be healthy. And they say, well, you know, God doesn't always want us healthy. Would you show me where Jesus gave us, gave us sickness? Just one verse where Jesus gave someone sickness. I see verses where he took it away, but I never see him give it to nobody. So, yes, I believe we're to be prosperous and healthy. Do you agree with me? God wants us healthy. He's healing all disease. Glory to God. Say it one more time. Father, thank you, Father, thank you. For, healing all disease. for healing all disease. Now, number three in your compensation package. He redeems your life. He redeems your life. The word redeem means to purchase, to recover, and to buy back. To purchase, to recover, and to buy back. Hebrews 9.12 says, Hebrews 9.12 says, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves. He entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. Glory to God. He redeems you from eternal damnation and he saves your life. He has rescued you from eternal damnation, from eternal separation from him, and he has purchased you. He has bought you, he has recovered you, and he has rescued you. That's something to be thankful for. It's not because you deserve it. It's not because you look good. It's not because you smell good. It's only because of his love for you to redeem you from eternal damnation. Galatians 3, 13 through 14 says this. Galatians 3, 13 through 14, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's redeemed us. From the curse, the curse is a foul, debilitating, negative force in operation in your life. But Christ has redeemed us. Hallelujah from the curse. That curse doesn't have to operate in our life. Why? He became a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Look at verse 14. That the blessing, somebody shout the blessing. The blessing. Of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's you and I. We're non-Jews. The Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He redeemed us from the curse so that we can have the blessing. The blessing is a power 
powerful, positive, spiritual force in operation in your life that causes good to come your way. Hallelujah. And the curse is a negative spiritual force that causes evil to come your way. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say it like you mean it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, I'm too blessed, I'm too blessed. To, be stressed. to be stressed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm too blessed to be stressed. He redeemed you from the curse and gave you the blessing. This is a part of your compensation package. This is your benefits package. He forgives all your sins. He heals all disease. He redeems your life. Somebody shout, thank you, Lord, for redeeming my life from destruction. Are you excited today? Number four, he crowns your life. He crowns your life. Part of your compensation benefits package, your life has been crowned. That word crowned means to encompass or to surround. So he surrounds your life. He crowns or surrounds your life with good. If we go back to Psalms 103, and let's look at verse 4 one more time. Psalms 103 verse 4. He says, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. God is crowning you, surrounding you, encompassing you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Psalms 23, 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What is following you? Goodness and mercy, not debt and pain. Change your, change your verbiage. Goodness and mercy is following me. Say that. Goodness and mercy is following me. Not uh, iniquity and generational curses. Goodness and mercy. Everywhere I go, I'm expecting to receive goodness and mercy. Glory to God. Are you too? Yes. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy. I was in the line at Chick-fil-A the other day. And a lady in the line, she, Stacey and I wanted a milkshake. Glory to God. And we, it was good too. And so I was going to get one. She said, pick me up one. I said, sure enough. I sure enough we'll get you one too. I ended up talking to the lady. And I had a free milkshake. One was free and I was going to pay for the other. I had one on the app that was free. But I couldn't get the phone to get the, I don't know what was going on. The app, the, the thing wouldn't come up, and we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And the lady said, oh, my goodness, just free. Both milkshakes free. Just take both of them free. I said, well, ma'am, we, we can wait. You know, it can come up. She's like, nope, I've already done it. Both milkshakes free. Glory to God. I said, goodness and mercy. It's following me all the days of my life. I said, thank you, ma'am. I said, thank you, Lord. Goodness and mercy. Now, here's the good thing. I could have paid for that milkshake, but the Lord said, I don't want you to pay for it. I want to give you some goodness. Come on, be looking for goodness and not just to receive goodness. Be looking to be goodness. Woo, did you get what I just said? Be looking to do good for somebody else. Be on the lookout to pay for someone else. Be on the lookout to buy someone else a milkshake. Glory to God. I could tell you stories that Stacy and I do that, but I'll be up here all day. Because we want to be God's answer to someone else's prayer. Are you listening to me today? Say amen to him. 
goodness and mercy is following me. God, part of your benefits and compensation package is you are surrounded and crowned with loving kindness, tender mercy. His divine care includes love, goodness, and mercy. Say this out to me. Father, thank you for crowning me with loving kindness and tender mercies. We, we all have an attitude when growing up, we felt like God was mad at us. I don't know if you grew up that way, but I grew up in a denominational church and, you know, God was always mad. You know, he was upset. He was mad. He, 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 and if you don't, I remember if you don't remember your sins, I had to recount all my sins, write them down and then pray them. And if I forgot one, it just, you know, you may just go to hell because when you die, because you didn't ask. But thank God he's not remembering our sins. God is not sin minded with his believers. He has made a way and he has made a way for you and I to be crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. Would you just take a second and just lift your hands and thank God for loving kindness and tender mercies. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. When I'm unlovable, you love me. When I deserve punishment, you give me mercy. We give you praise for today in Jesus' name. Number five, a part of your compensation package. Number five, he satisfies your mouth with good things. Now, if you study that out, it really means that he fills your life with good things. So your life is being filled with good things. We see in John chapter 10, verse 10, in the Amplified Classic, it says the thief only comes in order to steal and kill and destroy I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full. Somebody say the next three words till it overflows. This is why Jesus came. He came to save us and deliver us and set us free from eternal damnation and redeem us. And then he came us came to give us life. And life more abundantly. He came to give us life to the full, till it overflows. I believe Jesus wants us to enjoy life. I believe Jesus wants us to have fun. That's part of the culture here at our church. Fun is a part of our culture. He wants us to have fun. He wants to satisfy your life with good things. Psalms 91.16 says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Long life you'll be satisfied. With long life you'll be satisfied. I said with long life. That means no premature deaths, no early deaths. You're not leaving here early. With long life I will satisfy him. Don't leave until you're satisfied. Are you listening to me? Don't leave until you satisfy, because this is a promise that he will satisfy us with long life. There are times I've heard people say, well, that six-year-old, he died, and, you know, if his lifespan was six and he lived a long life. No, that, the, the devil, the devil was, was, was a part of this. There is a way, some way, somehow, that we have forgotten about the devil. 
The devil has just gone, gone just completely oblivious to what we even do. Like, we don't even consider that the devil did that. Oh, that, oh, there's a great disaster happened over there. God must be punishing them. What about the devil? The devil did that. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. If it's stealing, killing, and destroying, we know who it is. It's the devil. But if it's life and life more abundantly, it's God. And you, listen, you can have a million dollars in your bank account and not have life and life more abundantly. You could have uh, everything, you could, everything could be paid off and you not experiencing abundant life. Have you ever had an opportunity? I may talk about this later, but have you ever had a talk, an opportunity to talk to a millionaire? Just talk to them. They don't seem like they're having the greatest life ever. I know a few millionaires. I talk to them. I know a few celebrities. Y'all know I talk to them. And they're not always doing well. Most of the time when they call me, they're not doing well. And they call me pretty often. Just because you got a lot of money don't mean you're doing well. But when you got God in your life and he adds to your life, then you can show that, man, I'm really experiencing abundant life. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Number six in your benefits package. Are you enjoying hearing what's in your benefits package? The, the Lord said, don't forget what's in this benefits package. Your job wants you to forget what's in their benefits package. <laughs> Don't take advantage of the sick days and don't take advantage of vacation and they want you to forget. But the Lord says, don't forget. Remember, somebody shout, remember. remember. Last and certainly not least in the benefits packages, he renews your youth. I did a little study on eagles yesterday because it said like the eagles. And uh, I hope this is correct, but they, they talked a little bit about how the eagles, when they hit like 30 or 40 or something, they go out to the highest mountain and they begin to uh, allow themselves. They pluck off their beak and they stay at this mountain. They pluck off the beak and they let a new beak grow and they pluck off their feathers and they let new feathers come. And then they come back down and they live another, another 30, 40 years. Their youth was renewed. So they got away with God. Come on, somebody. And he allowed the Lord to renew their youth. Eagles grow stronger with age. And so do you. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, I'm getting stronger and stronger. Say it like you mean it. I'm getting stronger and stronger. The older I get, the stronger I get. Don't, don't allow the talk. Well, you know, when you get older, your knee's going to start hurting. And, and that knee, you know, it's going to get worse. And that knee, you're going to have what you say. Oh, you know, uh, I, you know, as you get older now, you start, your memory starts slipping and you just start forgetting stuff. I'm, I'm just forgetting stuff, forgetting stuff. Not me. I am having no memory loss. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes the state said, I told you that. I told you that three times. Like, babe, I don't remember us ever talking about. I told you, I said, well, you know what? I'm getting stronger and stronger and my memory is getting better and better. In Jesus. Somebody shout, I'm getting stronger. I declare new strength over you, new health, new vitality over you in the name of Jesus. Stop acting old. I know people, they turn 30, and all of a sudden, oh, my ankle hurt. You're not old. They turn 40, all of a sudden, my back hurt. You're not old. You turn 50, all of a sudden, my eyes hurt. You're not old. 
Moses, Moses' eyes never got dim. <laughs> Glory to God. He was old, praise the Lord. I, Stacey and I were talking about this the other day. There's someone we know, and they're, they're in their 60s, and all of a sudden, this is how they move. And not, ain't nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong. They just, they just, like, you're not old, man. And I'm just getting older. I got another birthday coming up, and, and they just moving like this. What's wrong with you? Just, I'm just getting old. You're not old. Stop. Stop. The, in your, part of your benefits package is renewal, praise God. Youth is a part of your benefits package. I talked to my parents. They came by my house on Friday, and they said they were going to a concert in Greensboro. On Saturday. So next day was the Greensboro. So they driving to Greensboro concert. And then I said, Mom and Dad, y'all not going to get back. I mean, how long the con- concert started at 830? I said, what time y'all going to get back? And I looked on the line. It went from 830 to midnight. I said, OK. And they said, we're going to the whole concert. I said, all right. I said, you're getting a hotel there? We ain't getting no hotel. We coming back. I said, OK. They, they drove back and they said, they, I said, y'all not going to get home to like, you know, two in the morning. That's fine. And then your dad and I are going to the Panthers game today, playing the Cowboys. And then we're going to the game. I said, wait a minute. I said, you're going to the concert late Saturday night, getting home at two in the morning and then going to the game. She said, yes, we are. And she said, and we're going to church. I said, hold up now. <laughs> I said, I don't know if y'all know, but y'all not 21 anymore. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm renewing their youth like the eagles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm getting stronger. As I get older, I get stronger. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all. I said, when they were talking to me, I was sitting under a blanket. Okay. About to watch a movie with the family. I thought, maybe I need to go out tonight. Stace, come on, come on, it's early. Maybe you and I can go out tonight. Zaz home can watch everybody else. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you're getting stronger. This is part of your benefits package. God is renewing your physical body in such a way that you're no, no longer weary or tired or out of breath or having health problems. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. You, you, you are being renewed with divine strength. Glory to God. God's strength is on the inside of you, renewing you. And stop acting old. Stop thinking old. I don't know if you know this, but Moses didn't start until he was 80. Burrell, that's when he got going. At 80 years old. You got a long time before you get to 80. That's when he got going. You're not too old. Say, I'm not too old. Not too Don't old. give up on the dreams and visions that God given you. You are not too old. And you're not too young either. Say, I'm not too young. Not too young. God has visions and dreams that he has given you, and you are not too old. You're not too young. You're going to have as much strength, much energy as you need in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen to that. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. What will you do? I will strengthen you. Glory to God. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Somebody say, "Father, Father, thank you 
for renewing my youth. Some of you need to think back of what you used to do. You know, it, it, I used to play a lot of basketball. I used to get out there and play. Then I got to a point that I felt like I was too old. Now, I ain't going out there no more now because I'm not good. Okay, so it's not because I'm too old. I'm just not good, so nobody want me on their team. But back in the day, I played all the time. And then I, I started thinking, I hit like 30. I'm like, I, there was one particular time I was playing, and I was playing against some, I was at a college playing. They had open gym and playing against, you know, different ages. And this guy that was covering me, you know, I you know, crossed him up. I went to the hoop, laid him up. And then got back down the court the next time, crossed him up, went to the hoop, did a left-handed finger roll. You know, I was on him. And said, somebody said, stop the game. I'm like, stop the game. And some, this guy walks over, he goes, I got old school. I'm like, oh, so he gonna cover old school. So I'm looking around, I said, now which one is old school? He comes standing in front of me. I said, wait, wait, I'm old school? I was about 30, okay? He said, you old. I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 19. I said, how old you think I am? He said, 30. I said, 30's not old. But I said, brother, I said, come, I'm gonna put you to work. This 19 year old to work on this court, praise the Lord. Listen, just because somebody else think you're old, don't mean you're old. Say, I'm not too old. God is renewing your youth like the eagles. Say this, God is renewing my youth like the eagles. Now, if you believe that, stand to your feet. If you believe that, that he's renewing your youth, your compensation package. Let's go over it again. Say it with me. Are you ready? Number one, what is it? He forgives all my sins. Number two, what is it? He heals all my disease. What's number three? He redeems my life from destruction. What's number four? He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy. What's number five? He satisfies my mouth with good things. And what's number six? He renews my youth. Like the eagles, glory be to God. This is how you experience true life in every area of your life. Come on, give the Lord some praise. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.